0: Hello, it's Tuesday the 13th of February. I'm Miranda Sawyer and I can remember when it was uncool for famous people to be in adverts... Welcome back to Papercuts, the modern newspaper review, where we put the entire UK press into a pestle and then grind it into stardust. Then we sprinkle that all over our podcast so the news glitters like a Diamante clad doo doo. And yes, it's time once more for me to give a little pep talk about you joining the Papercuts Supporters Club. Imagine me standing in front of a whiteboard. Pointing to phrases such as superb value for money and sticking it to the big media podcasts and Dan Fox invoices us for fruit and flowers. If you can spare just £3 a month, then you'll get extra stories and ad free episodes. Plus, I can stop pointing at those phrases and instead get on with setting up our first ever live Zoom, which we're going to have once we get to 250 followers. If we get to 500, then we're apparently going to do something even more special and supporters only, but the producer hasn't told me what that is yet. So what on earth is stopping you from joining News's most excellent and most fun supporters club ever? Just go to the show notes and click on the link that says back.papercutshow.com. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Rochdale wrecker. Labour dumps its candidate for by-election over Israel comments. Non-stop erotic podding. A reluctant Guardian writer tries out sexy podcasts. And Elsina's back. Ex-wife of Russian Kazillionaire is still dating Lil Tom Cruise, apparently. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Papercuts, where we thought up the headline, we just need the right story. I'm Miranda Sawyer, and joining me today is host of TLDR News and tea perfectionist, Ben Blissett. Hello, Ben. Hello. And also with us is comedian and Olympic-level scrapbooker, it's Daniel Fox. Hi, Dan. Hi, Miranda. So what have we got on the front pages today? Ben, you have the serious papers.
1: Yeah, they all seem to be going with this Rochdale by-election, which isn't actually happening until the end of the month. But yeah, there's been some big updates there. So the eye's gone with Labour suspense candidate after Israel-Hamas conspiracy theory remarks. The Daily Telegraph is going with a different story, which is... uh So Ella the former Home Secretary, saying, don't make people feel guilty for being white. So they're going with that today.
0: Is she still around? Yeah, (laughs) I know. She's just like, oh, okay. I know.
1: She seems to pop up and make some uh, mad remark every now and then and then disappear again. So we've got The Guardian also going with the Rochdale by-election, saying that Labour cuts ties with Rochdale candidate over Israel remarks. And then we've got The Times, which is being a little more sycophantic to uh, the Prime Minister, saying, we'll build more homes in the right places, vows Prime Minister. Mm. Although it does say that he won't bulldoze local opposition. So I don't know how he's going to do that without uh, appeasing local groups. Mm. But yeah, a few things on on the Rochdale by-election and then some more things defending the Prime Minister.
0: Fantastic. We will talk about the Rochdale by-election. Dan, what do you have
1: Oh, well, on the Daily Mail,
2: it says, Keir is forced to axe Israel's slur candidate. So, also talking about the Rochdale by-election. Um, but, Bill that is a lovely giant picture of Taylor Swift snogging her boyfriend at the Super Bowl. Mm. And a picture of... <laughs> Well they've gone with a small banner saying why are so many young men going bald and they've accompanied that with a photo of a boiled egg with <laughs> an unhappy face just to make
0: That's quite Daily yeah, Star. Very
2: Daily Star vibes there. It's really rubbing it in isn't it? Yeah truly. Like, cutting The Sun has gone for Cory Ken's £550,000 tax bill which is about uh, the actor who played Ken Barlow Bill Roach owing a giant tax bill uh, and a photo of him looking very lush, mm. and then a equally sized picture of Beyonce crushing the Super Bowl The Mirror has gone with Sarah Killer stabbed in prison Mm. about Sarah Payne's killer Roy Whiting uh, being stabbed in prison and then they've accompanied that also with a giant photo of Taylor Swift snogging her boyfriend Um,
0: (laughs) There's that picture again And there is the picture
2: again on the Daily Star With I'm Swifty Joe Biden With a picture of Joe Biden with demonic glowing eyes (laughs) Watching Taylor Swift (laughs) (laughs) Snog Travis And then under that the the main headline they're going with is Tea is up the spout because there is a crisis due to, I believe, pirates attacking. No, what is it? It's the Hooties. It's the, the Hooties. Mm. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, it's the
0: Hooties attacking in the Red Sea. So that means that we are we might we be, might we might Lose be short on supplies. Yes, we might. There's some happy dogs there. Well, actually, they? are unhappy dog. aren't they? They're unhappy. They
2: are barking away because the teapot might be empty due to the Hooties, <laughs> which is a, an issue dogs care about very much.
0: Now, on the front page of The Guardian, The Eye and The Mail is a story about the Labour Party dropping its candidate, Azhar Ali, for the upcoming Rochdale by-election on February the 29th over his anti-Israel comments. Ben, can you unpick this for (laughs) us?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, this is, so there's a few by-elections taking place this month. There's three, I think. So two are taking place this week and one at the end of the month. So the one at the end of the month is the Rochdale by-election. And this is taking place after the death of Sir Tony Lloyd. It happened in January, so a Labour MP, has been a Labour MP or had been a Labour MP since 2017. So the actual by-election itself has become somewhat of a car crash with so many candidates being problematic in so many different ways. Um, so the Labour candidate, Azar Ali, there were reports, I think, sort of late last week, that he'd made some comments specifically uh, about Israel, and he'd sort of bought into a conspiracy theory that Israel had sort of deliberately let Hamas attack Israel in order to sort of, I guess, settle scores effectively, which, you know, there was some, some public backlash to that and calls for him to, for Labour to, to to drop their support for him. Labour sort of didn't, drop their support. And even as recently as yesterday you had shadow ministers going on the airwaves. So for example, Nick Thomas Simmons said that although he'd sort of caused offence, you know, he had unreservedly apologise, sort of implying that they were going to maintain their support for him. But they dropped that support yesterday. The issue is, is it's now too late for them technically to drop support because the ballot papers have either already been printed or in the process. So he will still appear on the on the ballot paper as a, a Labour candidate. So you've got him from from Labour. You've got the reform candidate who is a former... Labour MP for Mm. Rochdale, uh, Simon Danksook. So he was the MP between 2010 and 2017. He'd done a lot of work into child sexual abuse and then had there been a a scandal in which he'd been found to have sent um, explicit messages to a 17 year old. Um, It's yeah, it's it's worth pointing out that it wasn't found, he wasn't found to have broken any laws, although the Labour Party did drop him as their candidate in 2017 Good. in favour of Sir Tony Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you've got him. So your choices so far are him... Someone who'd been sort of bought into an anti Semitic uh, conspiracy theory. Okay. Uh, you've got George Galloway standing, Great. problematic in a load of other ways that. Uh... Well,
0: I mean, he's just known for one thing, isn't he? Well, he's known for perhaps for two things. He's known for yeah. wearing a fedora hat yeah. and he's known for pretending to be a kitty cat and <laughs> pretending to <laughs> lick, l- lick up some milk for Rudolenska and Big Brother. Those are the things he's known for.
1: So he'd, he'd been sacked from talk radio as well for tweeting, something like no Israel well, flags on the cup following Liverpool's Champion League win. So there'd been some some sort of controversy related to Israel as well there. Um, and he also has been a bit of a Russian apologist in the past as well. It's worth pointing out. Yeah. So there's him. And then there's the Green candidate, Guy Otten, who's no longer being supported by his party either oh my after God. Um, <laughs> making reference to the Muslim faith and uh, the Gaza conflict between 2013, 14 and 15. I tried to look at the tweets yesterday, but his account isn't online. So I'd seen some screenshots, but I, I don't know whether they're actually from his account. but. Were the screenshots correct? It's sort of criticism of the Islam, um, uh, wow. sort, sort sort of Muslim faith. So, so yeah. You've Can we got... call
0: them a shower? They're a shower. Yeah, aren't they? yeah. It's, <laughs> so absolute if you, shower.
1: If you are in Rochdale and having to vote, then I feel really sorry for you that you've got to choose between this sort of bunch. Yeah. Um, there is one person pointing out, though, um, the Conservative candidate, Paul mm. Paul Ellison, who hasn't, I've seen, got any controversy and was actually Rochdale Man of the Year uh, a few in years ago. In 2019. In <laughs> 2019, yes, yes. Didn't we, win it since then. Hasn't no, won it since then. We did but... look
0: him up, didn't we, Paul Ellison, who was joint Rochdale Man of the Year in 2019. He's a landscaper and he helped Rochdale Win the Royal Horticultural Society in Bloom Awards. What do we think of him, Dan?
2: I think we were saying, you know, what a what a relatively handsome man. <laughs> Not in daily life, no. but certainly yeah. amongst Rochdale candidates. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: um, yeah, he's practically yeah. Superman, isn't he, is he? practically Superman. You know, I just think between him, he there's there's some stuff going in his favour. But he hasn't lapped milk out of a woman's hands on, on national TV. So, so for me, you think yeah. George? George, who who is better qualified to run this country than George Galloway?
0: <laughs> there is the Monster Raving Loony Party. They're saying yes. as well, Raven Rodent. Yes, yeah. We could have him. And there's about three other independents as well, aren't there? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. The Lib Dem candidate's worth saying as well. Yeah. I, I, I think seems, seems okay. So I mean, I say this, we've got right. a few weeks until the mm. by-election, so... Um, We don't know.
0: Yeah, it's not. I mean, it is a mess, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, an absolute mess. I mean, from the by, there was obviously a number of by elections last year and they've been the odd problematic candidate. But for there to be so many in Mm. one by election, and it really means that I, you know, I was trying to think about this last night. I I have no idea who's going to end up winning this now. Because it was sort of assumed, you know, Labour are incredibly far ahead in the polls at the minute. And they won, they overturned some pretty huge majorities last year, sort of 20,000 plus. And, you know, this one has a majority of just under 10,000. So it it seemed achievable for Labour. And the question is now whether people still back the Labour candidate, despite having support withdrawn, whether George Galloway sort of pushes it. I mean, the bookies seem to think George Galloway is in a pretty strong position, whether the the vote splitting now happens on the left and the Tories walk in. I mean, it, it really is... You know, I have no idea what's going to happen now. It's, it's...
0: Yeah, it's, it's the, the main thing I think is also: will people know? I mean, unless they've listened to this podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> will they actually know? Will they just go along and think, "Oh, there's a red rose of labour. I'll just tick that yeah. person." They might do.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's you know the old saying of you know, it just, in certain constituencies, you've got a red rosette on a dark, it would win. Yeah. But you know, if you put a red rosette on a on a anti semite and it wins, is a separate question. Mm, um, so we'll see.
0: Now, in The Guardian, we found a feature about an exciting new trend, a podcast trend no less, for erotic podcasts, which is exactly how we're thinking of marketing paper cuts. Dan, this story sounds right up your boulevard. What is it about?
2: Um, So it starts like this. Mm. Have you ever stood at the school gates waiting to pick up your six-year-old while secretly listening to fan fiction about Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy having sex up a tree after (laughs) being chased by dinosaurs? (laughs) I know I have. (laughs) I genuinely have. And it's a fairly disorienting experience. Uh, The market for sex-based audio is positively inflamed and engorged these days. Mm. Uh, So there are audio apps such as Dipsy, disgusting name, (laughs) Quinn, which I think is begging to be mispronounced. Yeah. And Furley, popping up all over the internet with even established pornography makers turning to the medium. According to Forbes, audio erotica startups were already raising more than $8 million a year in 2019.
0: Yeah. And the, and the writer who's Nell Friselle, she tries a few out, doesn't she? I yeah. mean, I have to say, the thing I quite like about this um, feature is she's just constantly disappointed throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: she's she's she, not like, she's she's open to it being yeah. good. She but it really isn't. She never she's, hits gold.
0: <laughs> she never, ever hits gold. And there's, there are some kind of funny podcasts. One's called Fangasm. Fangasm. And she listens to an episode in which the Little Mermaid's Ursula, the sea witch, is, quote, boinking Scar from the Lion King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then they, the people who make it say, look, this is not an erotic audio book for you to masturbate to. It's just a bit of a laugh. And she is looking. I, think she, I genuinely think she's kind of looking for something to be sexy. And she doesn't get very far, does she? No.
2: I mean, there are some that are really trying. Mm. Like we, many, many of us here today on Our Commute In listened yeah. to Dirty Diana.
0: Well, yeah, Dirty Diana. Well, I feel we should unpick Dirty Diana. I think we should unpick Dirty Diana. Yeah. So who's in Dirty Diana? Demi Moore. Demi Moore. I mean, that is like already. A
2: Yeah, A grade. Yeah. Uh, Gwendolyn
0: Christie's in it as well, Christie's apparently. Christie's in it.
2: There's some like really good actors in it. Melanie yeah. Griffith, Lena Dunham. Does yeah. one. I mean, this um, is, it's classy. And it is, I mean, it goes on a roller coaster. Everyone is doing their best sexy voice, which the writer does talk about. Of Like, there is something almost actually off-putting about people trying to sound sexy. Yeah, terrible. I've been practicing my sexy voice for this. Yeah, yeah, got them. And they're always American and they always have vocal fries. So it'd be like, <laughs> Diana got aboard the train. <laughs>
0: yeah. There was
2: a man on the train. Also, I don't know, when you listen to it, within three minutes, there is spontaneous anal sex with a stranger on a train. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry, but, like, in no world.
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Do you know what? Like,
2: come on. Uh.
0: Dirty Diana is quite funny, though, because I I was just, like, flicking... I have to say, sorry, zooming through to try and find the good bits, and all I could hear was basically Demi Moore and her housewife California mates moaning I mean moaning not in a sexy way kind of moaning about how their sex lives were really dry and awful Mm. and they form a kind of girls club where they text each other and they say they text each other words like sex or Mm. oral and then as soon as the the other person gets it they have to go and do this with their husband or
2: or they lose the game
0: (laughs) or they lose the game whatever that game is that's one of
2: many threats going on in (laughs) Diana (laughs) there's that the the main woman is who I believe is Demi Mm. is um, her job is getting other people's erotic stories and then she reads them and uploads them online Mm. and that's kind of her job. Then there's like just a weird side thing about her job working in, like, some sort of finance company (laughs) uh, where she's just sort of working for, um, trying to keep the um, account of a woman called Petra, probably not Ecclestone, but it's, like, hinted that it's Ecclestone. (laughs) Um, She is also, like, hates a husband who they make repellent, deliberately.
0: Oh, he's he's awful. So unsexy. He's really unsexy, and at one point he asks her, oh, this is the most appalling bit, like, he's kind of like, you you know, you don't want to have sex with me, how can how can I be sexy yeah. for you? And you already I mean, I nearly I mean I, I did take the earphones out at that point.
2: I was listening in a press and I did a full body writhe.
0: <laughs> unsexy. Yeah,
2: so unsexy. And then and then yeah, and then it gets to this this group of women um, discuss it. But I think the reason for that is that it just means that it's only ever three to four minutes before someone is describing fingering. <laughs> <laughs> There's but so, in so many a classy avenues way. for it in an incredibly classy, classy way, apart from the spontaneous train. <laughs> Me, I like just getting a wasabi and sitting on my own. But if
0: I think we should call it trainal.
2: Trainal. (laughs) Spontrainal.
0: Spontrainal. Um, So I tried out another one, which um, Nell has tried out. And this is called Girl on the Net. And this is basically a nice voice lady, young lady, who reads out erotic fiction. So I thought, oh, I'll just pick one at random. And I picked The Royal Wedding by Pandora Blake. And it was... I mean, to me, not that sexy. But it was the opening lines of it that just really made me laugh. And it was like, this is part of the Spanking Collection, edited by Abel and Harry, an anthology of corporal punishment fiction <laughs> to raise funds for cancer research charities. <laughs> <laughs> so it's OK. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you can listen to it. And it's a, basically a, a posh lady describing a Middle Eastern story about a skilled swordsman, King Harak, who has an ornate curved sword. Mm. And then she ends up, this is so unerotic, I have to say, getting basically whipped in front of loads of people. And I just, I'm sorry, like, after all these kind of, you know, silk casks of wine and spices and saffron mm. and jasmine baths, this is not the ending that I, I mean, I'm, I'm aware it was in the spanking collection, but it's not the ending <laughs> that I was hoping for.
1: And, and this is for charity. It's yes. all for yeah, charity, yeah, okay, so it's okay. okay. It's <laughs> all good then, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's all for charity, don't worry about
2: it. <laughs> yeah, it ruins a bit when the adverts come in in the middle, isn't it? Ah, like, <laughs>
0: uh, uh, every
2: year, Macmillan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, so look, having listened to the uh, erotic fiction podcasts. Do you, I mean, are there any that you might continue with, do you think?
2: I mean, listen, I'll, I'll never give up on Draco and Harry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah that's... I've been listening to those since I was 13 years old. I'm not stopping now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, as you know, Papercuts gets happy over headlines. We like them short and snappy. That's the sun. Long and finger pointy. That's the male. And beautifully illustrated. That's the star. We like them all. What good headlines do we have today? Ben, what do you have?
1: I've got The Sun, which is talking about the reduction of the amount of butter in spreadable butter. Right. So, a reduction in sort of like country life spreadable from 57 grams per 100 grams to 50 grams. And they've gone with the headline, Can't Believe It's Less Butter. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not great. (laughs) It's not great.
0: (laughs) That's quite kind of nine year old, Mm, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then also in The Sun is the news that Kylie Minogue is to be honoured with the Global Icon Award at the Brits, 35 years after landing her first nomination. And they're going with the headline here, Icon, get you out of my head.
0: Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay, Dan, what do you have?
2: Okay, first one in the Star is the French government has released, so all of it's like sort of um, ongoing cases and historical cases about kind of alien sightings and like UFO sightings, over 1,600 reports of potential hookups with aliens. I'm imagining it means (laughs) seeing them rather than shagging them. And that is titled La X-Files.
0: Of course. Then,
2: I'm enjoying this one. So um, it was the National Television Awards and uh, this morning did not receive one. They're calling that a monumental snub. <gasps> okay. and a very dangerous sign for the show since um, Holly and Phil left. It's a sign that the new presenters aren't, aren't, aren't landing properly. And they're calling that this
1: morning, but with a U, like they're morning, <gasps> yeah. in morning, I, I, this morning. Surely that was expected this year, given everything that's happened.
0: They couldn't really give it No, word, could surely they? Not. <laughs> It would have I been really show. weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that meet the definition of a snub? Yeah, a real snub. Always a snub. Yeah. I think always
2: And then finally, uh, we've got a story about how um, some brave couples have stripped off to have their nipples pierced for Valentine's Day.
0: Is this for charity?
2: I think so, yeah. And (laughs) they were among the... (laughs) They did it at the London Dungeon, um, and they've titled this Love is in the... Ah!
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I really, (laughs) like... (laughs) Yeah. Now, it's time to turn to the features section of the papers, that entertaining, lifestyle-enhancing middle bit that's there to jolly up your self-esteem and your wardrobe whilst relieving you of most of your wage packet. And there is, we have to say, a distressing column today in the Independent by a brutal man called (laughs) Louis Chilton. He is proposing, and I can hardly bear to say this, that we kill off the Muppets. Yeah. Then this is outrageous. Yeah,
1: absolutely outrageous. So his sort of opinion just seems to be that the Muppets are slightly annoying now. I think this is what we, you know, it sort of boils down to. So I, I think it was last week that Elmo was on some American sort of talk show and Larry David supposedly came over and had a little fight with him. And I'm pretty sure they've written this whole article to to basically so that they can end it with if things keep going the way they are, it won't be long before everyone sides with Larry David. Like I'm fairly sure that, that 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 is sort of why they've they've written it. But no, he he seems to just just find them slightly annoying. Specifically doesn't like that they're on social media and that they have sort of personal, you know, accounts on there. But the way that they act on social media is just how anybody acts on social media. They they can be slightly annoying, you know, they can be a little bit self-involved, but that—that's just how how everybody is on social media. They
0: are stars. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how yeah. they
1: post in their downtime is their business. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah.
0: they should they should be all over social media. Yeah. Did... That's what you know. It's that's what it's for. Miss Piggy is designed for social media. Yeah. For God's sake, I'd
1: rather hear from Miss Piggy than Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, one of the things that, that they do say in the article is something like, you know, that they're wheeled out onto things like talk shows every now and then. And the only part of the article that I think I do agree with is that that can be slightly odd at times because mm. the, the time at the was it the coronation? You had can't remember which actor it was. He was at Hugh Bonneville actually? And he was he was oh, he was yeah. presenting and there was Elmo and Miss Pig and they did a little skit and they every now and then they cut to the royal family and they looked so unimpressed. Especially when they cut to like the kids, like, like um Prince Prince George.
0: Well, I'm sorry, they've just not been educated properly. Do they yeah. not <laughs> recognise? They've just not the been taught who the, yeah, the, yeah. who the stars are, that's it, all. Yeah.
1: It is a weird crossover
2: sometimes when they mm. get involved in like when Beaker came out in favour of UKIP. That was a
0: strange <laughs> <laughs> That was upsetting. It was an yeah. upsetting moment,
2: yeah. but he was entitled to his. Opinion. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just think what happened with. So they're in that article. they mm. you know, he does say that he'd be up for the Muppets remaking. Various classic mm-hmm. movies like Muppet Les Mise with Adam Driver as Javert, and he said I'd watch that, and we're like, yes, we know. Mm. Basically, what's happened is the classic—the parts have got too small for them. Yeah. I mean, that's what's yeah. happened. Give them the correct vehicle, and they will shine again.
1: So with you, and and, yeah. and when you do, they make pretty good film. I mean, the Muppets Christmas Carol, yeah, one of right. the best Christmas films. Let Kermit give his Uncle Vanya. Yeah,
2: <laughs> give us a Muppet centipede, whatever you need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to make these people, make stars, these people again. stars again, <laughs> it's a, his argument is that there are vaudevillian professionals who shouldn't be making means. And mm. but basically, our argument, our argument is yes, they are vaudevillian professionals. Give them some work,
2: hundred yeah. percent, and or a knighthood. <laughs> <laughs> Miss
0: Piggy, oh my, KBE, God. yeah, Miss yeah. Piggy, Dame, dame. I mean, please, dame. So we've got another thing to talk about in this feature section. Regular papercuts listeners will be delighted to hear that Elsina K. Rover has made another appearance in the papers. The Daily Mail has some more news about Elsina's exciting love affair with Tom Cruise, which Tom has never mentioned. <laughs> and only, quote, a source, i.e., Elsina, has mentioned anywhere else. Anyway, in case you don't know about Elsina, I'll just do a quick recap. She was once married to a Russian diamond dealer who was not an oligarch called Dimitri, and they lived in a 22 million pounds mansion. 10 bedrooms, 15 bathrooms, swimming pool, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, there were some difficulties during their divorce about how much Elsina should get and whether she should retain ownership of her handbags, (laughs) which (laughs) were valued at £2 million, including 130 grand crocodile skin Hermes bag. Anyway, since the divorce, she's been living her best life. We have introduced you, Dan, to Elsina. How do you think she's doing?
2: I think she's living her best life. She's so good. She is young, she's free, she's single. Mm. Um, She's living in her central London flat. She's going out for nights with the girls. Mm. She was in Paris Fashion Week.
0: Looking amazing. You showed
2: me pictures of her. She looks absolutely splendid.
0: Didn't she? She has a kind of lace bella Yeah, she's really chic. Very chic. Very Balenciaga. Yeah.
2: Um, Okay, the mail says that Tom Cruise has been spending more and more time with Alcina. Mm. He's 61, she's 36. In her swanky London apartment, according to Friends, which as you said, is obviously (laughs) just her. Um, They both attended a gala dinner last week. Yeah. where um, Also, Prince William was there Mm. in honour of some charity. They arrived separately, but friends. I've I've Uh, So they've been spending more and more time together. Yeah. I do think that if you were to, like, trying to make your millionaire ex jealous Mm. and someone was like, well, who are you dating now? The name Tom Cruise is, like, the first stop for your brain when you're just like yeah. going to blurt out a man's mm. name, Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it's well known within Elsina's circle that she and Tom are an item. Yeah, according yep. to a source, the pair are now official, despite yeah. having never been seen together.
0: <laughs> and he's never confirmed it. And
2: he's never confirmed it. <laughs> um, but apparently, they do go out sometimes, in- including a stroll through Hyde Park. Whilst in disguise, which is why there are no <laughs> photos of those.
0: I just love this idea. They, they went to Winter Wonderland and, mm. and they were like in disguise. I mean, I think he was in disguise. I'm not sure about her. But anyway, they yes, these strolls stroll through Hyde Park while in disguise. It's just divine. I mean, I presume she's wearing her lace ballet, mm. And then he could be dressed as anything because he is quite small. I mean, he could be dressed as her child. Yes.
1: Well, she's <laughs> wheeling him in a pram, I believe. <laughs> I find it odd as well. If he hasn't confirmed the relationship and they're going out for strolls in disguise, I'm getting the impression that maybe he's not too keen. If he's <laughs> mm. because I, yeah. I don't get the impression is she's real. pushing for the disguises from, mm. from what you're saying. If she's if she's leaking all this, I don't think she's the one that's gone out and suggested maybe we should wear a disguise. If we do go to Hyde Park. I'm getting the impression that that might be Tom. It could be anyone. <laughs> yeah, it could be any yeah. man that's like, it's me, Tom in disguise,
2: and she's like, that is great news. <laughs> Let us walk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm slightly obsessed with Elsie. <laughs> I have to say. I've been following her on Instagram and she does have a fantastic life. At the moment, she's gone skiing in mm. Courcheval and she has the most excellent ski goggles I've ever seen, which are made by Louis Vuitton. And they're just normal goggles, but they've got LV just engraved mm. all over them. Mm. <laughs> she's, Heaven. she's just absolutely fantastic. And there's a quote in the, in the piece from her ex-husband. Yeah. This is like shade and a half, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Would you like to read that? I would love
2: to. Thank you so much. <laughs> Irrespective of who she's with, Tom Cruise or anybody else, they should be aware that she likes the finer things in life and has expensive and luxurious taste. Tom should keep his eyes and his wallet wide open. I'm happy for her. I wish her all the best.
0: It's <laughs> such a Gwyneth Paltrow um, end, like ending, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Wish her all the best.
0: Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so we're hoping for well, we're hoping for some form of crash with Elsina and the. On the slope. I'm
2: hoping for her to have her Gwyneth moment. Yeah. I think she is at the top of a slope right now. She's surveying the landscape for a likely-looking businessman <laughs> to mow down <laughs> in her Louis Vuitton goggles and skis,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then come back and tell Tom all about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And indeed, the mail.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She is the best. And that's the end of today's paper cut. Thanks to Ben. Thank you. Thanks to Dan. Thank you. And of course, thanks to you lovely listeners, especially our gorgeous and fantastic Papercut supporters who not only get to bathe in smuggery, but also get a shout out on the show. Ben, who do you have?
1: It's hello and thank you to Robert Malenga. It's hi and merci beaucoup to Matt Webb.
0: <laughs> it's hi and we're ever so grateful to... Amy Tate, who is our producer's mum. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Finally, you persuaded her.
2: <laughs> She's already unsubscribed by the time we've read this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been Miranda Sawyer, and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when the Taliban has shut down the domain queer.af because anything.af is assigned to Afghanistan. So watch out what the.af. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Papercuts was written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with Daniel Fox and Ben Blissett. The producer was Liam Tate, assistant producer was Adam Wright, and audio producer was me, Jade Bailey. Music is by Simon Williams, socials by Kieran Leslie, design by Jim Parrott with original art by Modern Toss. The executive producer is Martin Boytosh, managing editor is Jacob Jarvis, and group editor is Andrew Harrison. Papercuts is a Podmasters production.